the desperation palpable. There. What? Here? Coming? Killing me? Graham's collar kept snapping arcs into his neck. He held on to the throat of the fighting wolf, not letting the collar stop him. Dominance didn't have anything to do with collars or pain or fighting. Dominance was about putting full of themselves arrogant lupin shifters in their place. Graham got the wolf on the floor and stepped on it, and then shifted to human again, breathing hard, his clothes in tatters. Stay down. The words were hard. Final. The wolf snarled again, then became human. Lanky, dark-haired, gray-eyed. Typical lupin. Except this one was female. She looked up at him, rage in her eyes. This isn't over, McNeil. Famous last words. Your dad sent you, didn't he? Thought maybe I'd make claim you if you couldn't best me, right? The way she looked quickly away told Graham he'd hit upon the truth. She was naked and not bad, but Graham hadn't been able to think about any other female since he'd met Misty. He hadn't make claimed Misty, or even had sex with her. Graham had never had sex with a human before, and he feared he'd not be able to gentle himself enough for Misty. The last thing he wanted to do was hurt her. Also, his position as leader of the Lupins in the Shifter Town was precarious. His wolves expected him to mate with a Lupin, to provide a cub who would be their next leader. If he went into mating frenzy with a human, the more old-fashioned of his wolves might try to solve the problem by killing Misty. But Misty's phone call had his gut churning. Graham climbed to his feet. I've got to go, he said to the woman. I want you out of here by the time I get back. No more ambushes. If you want a mate, go chase some bears. They're always horny. Graham turned around and walked away. The best way to show submissives they were submissive was to indicate you didn't fear them jumping you the minute your back was turned, making them know that if they did jump you, you'd stop them. Again. His heart hammered with worry, the wolf forgotten as he detoured to his bedroom to grab clothes to replace the ones he'd shredded with his shift. Graham left through the back door, mounted his motorcycle, started it, and rode noisily away from his house and shifter town. I'm asking you, one more time, where is he? I said I don't know. The gang leader who held Misty against the wall by the throat didn't believe her. He'd caught her running out of the back of the shop, and he'd taken her cell phone, thrown it to the ground, and smashed it with his boot heel. She'd never seen the man before, but she guessed who he was. A guy called Sam Flores, who'd been in prison with her brother, and why he'd come. You do know. Flores's breath was foul with cigarettes and beer. That him you had on your phone? No. Misty broke off with a grunt as her head smacked into the wall. I don't know where Paul is, he took off. Lying bitch. Flores had blue eyes in a sun-darkened face, and dark hair streaked by strong desert sunlight. I'm going to beat you until you tell me where that asshole is. Then my boys and me will make you understand why you don't mess with us. Misty was so cold with fear she couldn't feel anything anymore. She struggled, though she knew she'd never get away. Paul had been out making deliveries, and Misty really didn't know where he was. She'd called him before she'd called Graham, but she'd had to leave a voicemail telling Paul to lie low. Paul had hiding places, but Misty didn't know where all of them were. 
Flores held her in place, the prison tats on his fingers up close and personal. Behind him, his friends were smashing up her flower shop. Baseball bats smacked into the clear glass refrigerator doors that held her stock. Pots filled with arrangements were thrown against the counter. Glass splintered and flew. The flowers, innocent, scattered everywhere. Broken stems and a river of petals littered the floor. The gang boys got into the refrigerators and smashed the vases there to the floor. Water gushed across the cement and tile, along with all the flowers. Cool, dank air, scented with roses, carnations, calendulas, daisies, and baby's breath, wafted across the shop. You knew you weren't walking out of here, Flores said. You might as well tell me where he is. Misty didn't bother to answer. If she would die here, the last thing she'd do would be to keep her little brother Paul.